You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we watch Star Wars television shows, and then we talk about them. Today we are covering Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 19? 21. I was close. (laughs) Episode 21, Liberty on Ryloth. But before we get into that, Ryan has a bit for us. You're darn right I do, General. All right. Tell me what your clone trooper legion looks like. You're in charge. What's their paint scheme? Oh, wow. Uh, oh. That's tough. I've never thought about this. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, I... We have so many cool canon ones, you know, that like... I getcha. Oof, doof. What's yours? So, I think if I were a Jedi, I'd be more on the humanitarian side of things. So, I think mine look a lot like the Bomb Squad. Like, a lot of safety orange. Plus, that's my favorite color. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you. I always like the ARC Troopers, so my commander gets one of those Kama skirts and stuff. Okay, I I think I'm going to go with the... Um, like speeder bike helmets oh yeah the, the cool visors from this episode and, yeah yeah and i think i'm gonna go with a lot of the like armor bit from the 212th rangers who have the like rock climbing gear i think they have like a lot yeah. of like cool extra bits added to their armor um and i think we're going to go with a um don't know what color is the thing i i really dig the galactic marines you know they have that like deep red yeah so maybe maybe something similar to that but not quite maybe like a a pink or a purple i like that yeah i don't know i've i haven't i haven't i haven't thought of this i'm so on the spot I, I figured you would have something ready to go with all the minis that you paint and stuff. Like, I figured this was this was ready to go. That's interesting. So my my minis for my clones, I did all the phase ones as uh, 212. And I did phase That's twos right. as the 501st. So there are a lot uh, of people who did, like, their own, like, custom clone squads. Like my friend who I, I play with, uh, Nerd Hobby Painting on Instagram. He did purple for for his clones, and they look amazing. They look really cool, but um, yeah, I didn't do anything custom. I just kind of like went with stuff from the movies and shows. Hmm. Good question. That was a tough one. Thank you. I am to confound. Yeah, no, you did. That was that was a stumper. I'm going to be thinking about that from now on. 
Good. We are covering every Twi'lek slash Ryloth themed episode of Star Wars TV. We are currently working our way in chronological order through the Clone Wars, and we are on Liberty on Ryloth. This episode opens with Mace Windu coming to Ryloth to try and take uh, the capital city before the Separatists can evacuate. His forces suffer some heavy casualties while they're trying to like make it down the mountain while they're being peppered with artillery fire. It kind of reminds me of Fellowship of the Ring when they're like working their way up the mountain and like Saruman is, is fucking their shit up with the blizzard. Oh yeah. Um, but we get some fun ATRTs and a ATACTs. Uh, the, no, the bigger boys, ATTEs. Yeah. ATACTs are the Scarif ones. Oh, okay. Turn it in my nerd card. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, I love the ATRTs, and I love that we get these runny boys all in this yes. episode. It's a great ATRT uh, episode. Um, with the casualties they suffered, Mace feels like they don't have the trooper strength to take and hold the capital. And so he like asks for more help, and the Republic's like, nah, you're, you're on your own. So um, he seeks out Cham Syndulla for help. And Cham is like, nah, you're on your own. Uh, and Mace is like, pretty please. And Cham is like, look, I'll consider helping you. But I need assurances that the Republic is going to peace out when this war is over. And Mace is like, you can trust me. The Republic has the best interest of Ryloth at heart. And... Uh, What's his name? The shitty senator. Ornfree Todd. Ornfree is, is like, I need your assurances, Cham, that you're not going to try and radicalize the people and overthrow the government. And Cham is like, you can trust me. I have the best interests of Ryloth at heart. Everyone here is wrong and lying. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, so Cham helps. They come up with a really fun plan. It involves everyone coming together. We got some blurgs, we got some AC, uh, some ATRTs, we got some Jedi action, we got some Champs and Duel action, we get Anakin and a Starfighter. It's great, it's a great battle. And um, the B plot is actually the advanced tactical droid working with Wat Tambor and him, like having like a lover's quarrel. It's like an odd couple situation. And it ends with the tactical droid ditching him. And I love that. I, I think it's really <laughs> funny that the tactical droid is like, actually the best thing I can do for the Separatists is to leave your ass behind. And ditches him. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, that's the whole episode. I like this one. Always have. All of these Ryloth episodes are bangers, and they're all in season one. And as yeah. we discussed previously, when people tell you to skip the first season of Clone Wars, don't talk to them anymore because they're not your friend. Yeah, they're bad. They don't have your best interests at heart. They don't have the best interests no. of the Ryloth people at heart. I saw them using drugs behind the bleachers. Don't associate with them. No, but seriously, season, yeah. Season one of Clone Wars has some real bangers. Yeah. Between this and that A-list Sakura arc, like, you're missing some really good Jedi stories. So... 
we got to talk about Mace Windu here. Heck yeah, we do. Because Mace Windu gets an unfair amount of heat from certain subsets of Star Wars fandom. And I truly don't believe that Mace Windu is any worse than anyone else on the Jedi Council or, like, any other Jedi that we meet. Like, I don't think Mace Windu is any worse than Obi-Wan. And I don't think Mace Windu is any worse than Yoda. No. I think Mace is right about a lot of stuff. Like, when when he's like, I don't think we can trust Anakin, and I don't think we can trust the Chancellor, turns out he's right. Yeah. And I say that as an Anakin uh, stan. Like, Mace was right about Anakin. And I guess in Siege of Mandalore, he, like, gives Ahsoka some attitude. But, like, Ahsoka's real close to Anakin. Yeah. And uh, Mace doesn't trust Anakin for for some very obvious reasons. So, like, I kind of get it. What are your your thoughts on Mace? Um, honestly, what you said. I, I think he does get a bad rap. I think he... I mean, he does represent, to me, the Jedi who didn't see what was going on until it was too late. But that doesn't mean he's a bad person or that he's wrong about everything. I Yeah, I mean, he, he does sum up the, the fact that, like, the institution is broken. Yeah. And I, I think, like, a lot of Jedi as individuals are really good moral people, but within the like organized religion of the Jedi order. Like they become part of a flawed system. And like, we do see Mace do some fucked up shit. Like, yeah, he, Anakin and Obi-Wan mind trick, torture Cat Bane. Yeah. That's and it's, weird. It's to save babies, you know, think of the children, <laughs> but also it's, it, it, it is for sure evil yeah. like like torturing people is is always wrong and evil but we also see mace be the only jedi to ever offer mercy to the battle droids and it's like the b1 battle droids like the lowest of the low like the most cannon fodder of battle droids like mace offers them a chance to like surrender and be treated fairly and um, to, like, be given new programming to, like, better their situation in life. Yeah. The Battle Droids don't take it, but, like, he offers it, and that's really cool and really compelling to me. Yeah, Mace, I mean, besides that episode that you're referencing, he's kind of underutilized later in the show. Like, he has that adventure with Jar Jar, but I would have liked to see more stuff like this. Like, who mm-hmm. is Mace Windu? Why is he this way? And yeah, he's he's particularly good in this episode. Um, like, we see him as a commander being, like, really compassionate to his troops. We see him as a negotiator, like, as a go-between with uh, Ornfrey Ta, who sucks. He's just, like, the worst dude. And then Champ Syndulla, who is extremely passionate and fiery and, like, a little bit of a rabble-rouser. And the fact that Mace can negotiate these two people who would never get along and honestly, yeah. like, are as far 
apart as could be and the fact that mace can like bring them together for a common goal is i think speaks volumes to like who he is as a like negotiator and a philosopher and stuff Also, to my recollection, the only canon use of Shatterpoint? Yeah, it's definitely the first. I really appreciated that. I was reading, I always read the StarWars.com guide to the episode, and it said that in the script, he was just going to cut it with his lightsaber. But at some point in the filmmaking process, somebody decided to make it a Shatterpoint. That was cool. That was a nice little nod. So Shatterpoint... Uh, to people who aren't legend stands is a book series about Mace Windu. I think it's just one book, but it pop, the, book? the concept of the Shatterpoint pops up in other stuff. Yeah, and it's this idea that like Mace has uh, some different like philosophies surrounding the Force than like other Jedi, and he has like. Uh, lightsaber combat style that's like a little more dark side and stuff and Shatterpoint is this thing that he does where he uses the force to like sense an object and he can find the weak points and then like fill them with the force to the point where they shatter um, yeah and he but he can also do it metaphorically like he can find yeah. the Shatterpoint in a person or a situation which is cool mm-hmm yeah, so it was really cool to see that in this uh, in this episode. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot that, that was that's in there. an old that's an old thing. I haven't I haven't thought about that in a long time." What uh, what do we learn about like Twi'leks here? What do we learn about Ryloth here? I mean, in release order, this is the first time we see Champ Syndulla, so we see that there's this folk hero. Wait, what? This is the first time we actually see Champ because that other episode was released later. So this was the first, this oh, was our first encounter yeah. champ. Man, Clone Wars is wacky. Yeah. Okay, so so this is the first episode that Cham shows up. In release um, order, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that he's got like this Robin Hood situation going on here. Like they're doing like hit and run attacks and like this idea of this folk hero who's super beloved by his people and he's like, doing what he can to shoulder the responsibility yeah. of like taking care of them while the corrupt politicians are like living comfortably and stuff. I like the blurgs. Yeah, the blurgs are cool. Blurgs are fun. Getting some some like blurg riders is really neat. The bridge situation feels like a World War II movie to me too. Yeah. Like we gotta get some people across and they gotta, like, extend the bridge, and then we can, like, do a charge that feels very, very much like a, like, 70s World War II movie. And I love how, for the first time, not the last time, because it happens in Last Jedi 2, uh, Star Wars plays with silence and diegetic sound. Oh, yeah! That bit with Mace is super cool. I love that. Yeah, all the sound cuts out, and he's, like, jumping... Uh, onto these, like, staff riders and, like, jacking them up. And then he uses them to, like, get across the chasm and then he, like, saves the clones. Who directed this? I don't know. I'm looking that up. You get some is... fun commando droids. Yeah. They, like, jack up the clones in the control room. 
I always love seeing them. I think they're really neat. Oh, this is one of several episodes that was directed by uh, Rob Coleman, who was the animation director on the prequels. So basically, he directed all the purely CG stuff. And I think that's why this, this episode takes more... I don't know, like like playing with the sound and some of the camera angles, and it takes risks. It really does. Um, there's a there's a lot of really neat uh, visuals in this episode, and I know I already mentioned them, but I love the ATRTs. They are fun. They're great. They're real cool. They're like little rabbits. Yeah, I like uh, seeing the rebellion use them in games like Battlefront Two and Star Wars Legion. Oh, yeah. I like the idea that they got their hands on some old Clone Wars tech somewhere. Just like with the uh, the idea of the Y wings, and yeah, I think they're really really neat in this episode. Definitely. The throwaway line about the one droid mentioning how there was an older model B one battle droid still hooked up from the uh, central droid control ship location and how these ones are independent thinkers. Yes. And that's a fun way to explain the difference between the B1s in, uh, say Phantom Menace where they're kind of terrifying to the more comical battle droids. We meet in, in things like the Clone Wars. And it also explains why they don't just like target the droid control ship every time. To, to turn off all the battle droids. They can't exploit that weakness anymore. Yeah, this is this is a very battle droid heavy. I mean the the arc in general is, but this episode in particular, as a fan of the silly battle droid. Yeah, I love uh I love the battle droids very much. Uh I loved in Battlefront 2, whenever you played an officer and you built a turret, you'd say, Good luck, turret I forgot about that. Made me happy. <laughs> This idea of Cham being like, I don't trust the Republic. I don't, I don't trust that they're going to like come through for me. Is very interesting. Like we're already seeing him becoming radicalized as this war goes on. Yeah. And this fear that the Republic is not going to leave when they say they are, uh, is like slowly growing. I think we meet Gobi for the first time too, which is neat. So he's going to be a recurring Cham Syndulla supporting character for a while now. If Cham is Robin Hood, Gobi is his little John. Definitely. Yeah, this is the first time we see him. Any other any other stuff we learn about Ryloth? Um, I, is this the one where they have the Ark of the Covenant? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the Ark of the Covenant with Twi'leks Cherubim getting loaded onto the shuttle. I forgot about that until rewatching. I like how uh, Wat Tombor glides like he's on a hoverboard. Yeah, that was weird. I love that. I I do really like Wat Tom Wat Tambor's design. I think he's a fun looking villain. He almost feels like a Bond villain. Yeah. He's a he's a neat looking dude. I like his weird uh, from from Attack of the Clones before he like gets to the right frequency. He's like turning dials like he's a transistor radio. That's such a weird moment for no reason. 
any any anything you don't like about this episode? Anything that you would have changed? I not about this episode in particular, but I I always wish the Clone Wars felt a little more connected and that maybe we could have heard hints of Cham Syndulla in the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to build him up as this like god, and then he turns it turns out he's just this normal dude who really knows how to talk. Yeah, that's a good point. That it would have been neat to have heard like whispers about him and like rumors, and then we finally meet him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anything I would have changed. Maybe meeting Cham's wife earlier yes. would have been, been like cool. Um we like hear talk about his wife in um Lords of the Sith, and then we we finally meet her in the Bad Batch, but like She's around right now. We just never see her. So this could have been a really great episode to have, like, her just be one of his captains, you know, like, fighting beside him. But, yeah, I think this is just, like, a really good, solid episode in this run of Ryloth-themed episodes. Uh, I really like the political stuff at work that's going on here. Um, It's heartbreaking watching it knowing that like turns out champ's right about everything uh empire sucks and the this idea of like the seeds of the empire already being sown in season one of clone wars is really brutal to think about any other final thoughts ryan uh no i think we covered it all so that's a quick one today. It's a really good episode. Go watch yeah. it if you haven't. Um, all of the Ryla stuff is really fun. So uh, hopefully you're watching along with us as we're we're covering it in order. Well, that's going to do it for us. You can follow us on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. We want to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for that intro and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. We are grateful to be part of the Where They May radio network. You can get some great rewards at our Patreon at Patreon slash WTM Radio, as well as bonus content from Music and Lyrics by Ending Pending, Fan Fiction is Good Actually, and Good Neighbors. We have reached a reward tier. We are going to be covering the Ewoks movies soon. At this point, it has just been trying to get uh, time set aside for both Ryan and I to watch the movie and then talk about it soon after. But uh, that is coming. We promise. We promise it's coming. Don't send any bounty hunters after us. We, Please no. We promise we're going to get you that good, good Ewoks content that you've earned. It's coming. But yeah, Ryan, how do we end the podcast? If this is the end, and it is, let it be memorable. Where they may, radio.